Welcome to the Sparked Podcast, a place to keep your spark bright. Here I've brought together my most powerful tips from the last decade plus partnering with small businesses on all things leadership, mindset, people and culture. Here my approach combines intuitive psychology, strategy, neuroscience and results-based coaching to unlock your highest potential. Step into your power and truly own your role as a leader so that you can spread the positive impacts of your purpose-led work everywhere. My name is Emma Campbell. I'm a mindset and performance coach for purpose-led leaders. I'm a mama to two cheeky little munchkins. I'm a wine appreciator, nature-obsessed, stubbornly optimistic child at heart, and I'm here to inspire belief in what's possible for you because it is all so possible. I hope that this podcast leaves you feeling lighter, more inspired, and more ready than ever to go out there and take actions on your big dreams and vision. I can't wait to dig in. See you in the podcast. Jumping in here quickly to share that the Leadership Styles Quiz is now live. If you're not one of the hundreds of leaders, business owners or CEOs who have already discovered their unique leadership style, then you'll want to jump into the show notes now to do this. This quiz reveals your unique zone of brilliance as a leader, your blind spots are those things holding you back, your leadership personality, your gifts, your strengths, and even how your childhood shaped the leader you show up as today. It only takes three minutes. You can um, take the quiz in the show notes below. Enjoy. Hello, hello, beautiful humans. So lovely to be here. Really excited to talk to you guys today about this topic on how to magnetize top talent to join your business, particularly given it's such an employee's market right now. So how to how to attract those ideal people for you and we're going to pay particular focus today on your employer brand so good chances is um you know if you've been in business for a few years you're probably relatively clear on what your i don't know your your external brand is for your clients but have you ever thought about what your brand is for future candidates or what your employer brand is. So also known as your employer value proposition or your EVP, like, have you ever thought about what, what sort of feel, you know, future candidates have about working at your business and how they perceive the value of your workplace as somewhere that they might want to work. Um, That's what we're going to talk about today because it's a conversation that's been coming up quite a lot for for clients that I've been talking to lately where, you know, they really want to attract good people, um, but they're noticing that the number of applications that they're getting is less um, and that it's just that little bit trickier to find good people to hold on to good people and you know the the research is really backing this up so 
there's no doubt about it. Employees have the upper hand right now. They can be really picky and choosy. Um, and so to attract really good ones, you've got to be offering something really worthwhile to your ideal candidate. Because in Australia, what we're seeing now is for the first time in many years, there's like quite a rate of job hopping and job switching. There's like a really big jobs boom and there's more conversations around salary than in the past where employees have got the upper hand in negotiating and asking for particular conditions. So businesses are finding that they really need like a strong value proposition and must be able to clearly articulate like why a candidate should join you. So that's the question that I want you to be thinking about is why would an A-grade candidate choose to work with you over a competitor or someone doing similar work to, to you in your industry? Why would they choose to work with you over someone else? What is it that you do or that you offer that is special, unique, differentiating? Like what is that perceived value that you offer to an employee? This is what we call your EVP, your employer value proposition or your employer brand. Like some examples are like, does your business have a really cool like brand or reputation in terms of like what they're doing out in the world that, you know, future candidates would feel really proud to work for that they could kind of like, you know, show off and mention at a dinner party with their friends and family. Do you offer like incredible financial rewards and incentives like is that part of your your strategy that you pay premium salary because you charge premium rates is that part of your brand like do you have a flourishing like buzzing team culture that is just so connected and is just like a beautiful little community where which is so cohesive and kind of has its own energy in itself or do you have incredible learning and development opportunities where this is just something that you're known for, that you go, you go above and beyond for your people to help them learn and grow and flourish? Or perhaps it's to do with the work that you offer. Maybe it's really different and unique and interesting and challenging. Um, you know, which, which of these is something that you want to be known for that you want you know future candidates and current employees to really be thinking about and speaking about and feeling really proud about you know perhaps it's around your work-life balance like one of the client that i just did an engagement pulse check for one of their absolute standout factors of what employees most loved and why they chose to work at this company over others was because of the work-life balance um, the working from home and the flexible work options that they offered. And this is actually a really, really interesting one that is probably worth you having a little bit of a think about regardless, because it's a really hot topic with particularly like millennials and employees right now. They, they really want it. They really want workplace flexibility. Like it is a high priority for them. 
um, particularly after COVID and, you know, COVID opening up that Pandora's box around like working from home options. Um, so if you're currently advertising roles on Seek, on LinkedIn, through your networks, whatever you might be doing, um, that flex, that workplace flexibility piece is something that candidates are going to be asking about and they are going to be looking for it in the job advertisements and during those conversations. Like there was actually a recent article from the ABC uh, which quoted a study done by the National Bureau of Economic Research and this was in the US um, but it also had some research to do with Australians and it showed that 35% of Australians said that they would quit their job or start looking for another one if their employer forced them to return to the office full time after being able to experience the benefits of working from home during that COVID, like intense COVID period. So 35%, so the one out of three um, Australians would quit their job or start looking for another one if they were forced to return to work full time. Um, you know, so it just really shows how important it is to them, right? Like most workers highly value that option to work from home and like they reiterated that they would not only like quit their job but they'd actually be willing to take a pay cut if it meant the option to work from home two to three days a week and that's massive right like they would be happy to quit their job find another job or take a pay cut just so that they can work from home. It's something that they have noticed, experienced, loved. And I think we as, you know, coaches, leaders, business managers, we need to be paying attention to this because if you wanna hold on to good people, your good high performers, they're gonna have the pick of the bunch. Like they're gonna have the option to work almost anywhere. So if you wanna compete with those other employers, you've gotta be keeping up in terms of those flexible work options, particularly with those who, who really not only want it, but really need it. Like the mums, the females, the those with families and kids and all of the things. So it's definitely worth, worth thinking about. And I'll talk a little bit about like my recommendations on how to get started, because sometimes it can seem a bit overwhelming, like, oh gosh, you know, one of the big things that I hear is we just can't, we can't become more flexible. Our business is just not built in that way. You know, we've got clients that we see or patients or customers, um, you know, we just, we can't offer working from home options. And I, totally hear you and I've got a bit of a plan for you and I've totally got you on that. The good thing to know that, you know, you don't have to rush into this, that it's really important to just get clear on what what that ideal long-term scenario could look like in like one or two years. Um, know that there's a million different options out there for how it can work and that you can always put a personalized strategy in place that is going to work for your business. Like the key is getting clear on what you want long-term and then taking micro actions right now to slowly but surely put that into place. I think, um, you know, the workplace flexibility piece is just such an 
interesting one. There's like so many pros and cons to both that you've probably already talked about a lot. So I won't go into lots of detail on them, but you know, like the pros to being able to work from home is, yeah, you do avoid that commute. You are also saving the planet and all the costs to the environment on fuel and emissions and all of that. There's lots of cons though, in terms of like, you know, switch not being able to switch off when you're working from home and always feeling like you're on um you know zoom interruptions if the kids are in the background um but then if you are working in the office um or sorry if you're not working in the office sometimes you can lose that team connection time and that sense of like you know that organic collaboration that can emerge when you just happen to be sitting near someone um But then there's also the family and the kids time that's lost when you're in that commute, you know, and then if you are offering working from home options, you're actually getting access to a global talent pool, which is also pretty awesome and can um, reduce a lot of like costs um, in terms of like salary costs, depending on where you're sourcing those people from, there's just a lot more competition. However, working from home, of course, is going to impact on culture. There's no doubt about it. And culture is caught, not taught, right? (laughs) So when your people aren't around the key leaders, it can have an impact on like shifting the norm and shifting the momentum or the flow that you may have created if you were all buzzing and around each other. But that can go in both ways too, right? Like sometimes if you've got a bit of like a, a negative or a toxic culture that might be starting to show itself, like being able to distribute people one or two days a week can sometimes take a little bit of the edge off. So it's a, it's a really interesting one, the whole workplace flexibility piece. Um, and it's, I think like the key, the key for me that I would be sharing is remembering to offer options and that there isn't a right or wrong and that people are unique and different and they want unique and different um, options that work for them. I mean, the, the long and the short of it is that there's absolutely no doubt about what the research shows around flexible work options. Like people are happier when they've got options to have more freedom and flexibility in terms of how they work and when they work. They're less stressed. That's what the research shows. There's, it decreases absenteeism, you know, because they're less burnt out. They can rest. Um, they've got more time for things. They're more productive. So a lot of people are not sure whether it increases or decreases productivity. And the research shows that flexible work options does increase productivity. Um, so you can put that one to bed, (laughs) it does increase productivity and it definitely increases your ability to magnetize, attract and hold onto really, really high, high level quality employees. Um, interestingly, actually when, um, Apple decided to ask their team members to come back to the office for three days a week. Um, and to start like kind of setting their schedules, the pushback was enormous. Apparently their leadership team said that if you demand people to come back to the office, Apple as a company will become more white, it'll become younger and it'll become more neuronormative. 
And this is really interesting, right? Because flexible work options does allow more people into the workplace that may not have had the opportunity to do so before. And in many cases, we're gonna see a lot less women coming back into the workforce too, if they're being forced back into these structures and schedules, because flexibility has really enabled like this whole cross section of the community to engage in work in ways that they probably just couldn't do before when they were in an office full-time in that kind of traditional format. So it's a really interesting one. Like even when you're thinking about what your employee attraction strategy is, who is your ideal employee and what sort of workplace flexibility options are really going to support them? I think the key is like if the nature of your work does put limits on how much working from home options or flexible work options you're able to offer are, I think it really depends on, you know, having options and boundaries in place about how those different options work and treating people as adults, treating people as adults, not as children that need to be monitored and looked after, but if you treat people like adults, then they act like adults. And, you know, even just going to the stage of asking your people what, what works for them, like building their awareness around what their, what their brains need. Like if you've got introverts or if you've got those that aren't neuronormative, like what do they need in order to bring out their best? Because if you're an extrovert, yeah, you are going to want to be in the office more often. If you're an introvert, you're going to need a bit of both, right? So having options that work for both and really knowing your people and them knowing themselves can really help here. And like knowing that there's so many different ways that you can offer flexibility, like, yes, of course, there's flexible start and finish times and, you know, really focusing more on like the outcomes or the results or the objectives that an employee is there to deliver rather than focusing on the amount of time that they are present in the office, like to put results first and time second. And yes, yeah, so anyway, so that flexible start and that finish times, there's, you can do compressed hours. So working more hours over fewer days, um, you could offer part-time work, you could offer casual work. You can even offer, offer job sharing. Job sharing requires a bit more organization and like systems and process to keep yourself really organized and keep things, you know, streamlined, streamlined and moving, moving um, in a, in a really like streamlined way. Uh, you can do four day work weeks. Uh, you could have like finish early days. You could have flexible rostering or even RDO or rostered days off. Um, you could offer the opportunity to work from home or even another location. You could even offer your team the option to purchase like extra paid leave if they wanted. You could offer unpaid leave. Um, you know, you could do rost, um, rostered days off or like two half days instead. You could do time off in lieu. You could do flexi time, which is all about like 
allowing employees to bank extra hours, which are then exchanged for like time off at another time. So hopefully this list hasn't overwhelmed you, but just know that there's so many different options. The key is just figuring out what you want and what you think really works with your brand and culture. And as I said before, like putting that flexible work strategy in place for what you want things to look like in one or two years time, and then working backwards to ask, okay, so what do we need to have in place in order to make that a reality? And just taking tiny steps towards that because it more the more flexible you are or the more flexible work options that you have, generally the more organized that you need to be so it can while it can be a bit of a challenge it can also be a really good like whip in the bum to think about you know how structured and organized you are and like getting yourself set up for the future and like having these awesome systems and processes in place that support your growth and your ability to scale and you know that scaling piece is an important one as well like you know could how you're operating right now or how you want to work in terms of flexibility could that work long term as you grow and scale and your workforce expands the the fact of the matter is and like this is probably the key message that i really want you to take home from this podcast is that the working world is only going to become more and more flexible. There is no doubt about it. It's gonna become more progressive, more innovative, more technology focused. And people, particularly the really good people, are only going to want more and more flexible work options. So if you want to attract the best, you need to be offering the best. If you want to attract good people, you need to get on board with flexible work options in some way or form. You don't have to do everything, but it is a really important thing to think about. And if like, if you're not at that stage yet that you know how you could make that flexible work piece work for you, you know, it's coming back to your EVP and asking what else can I offer something like what else is something that I could offer that would be really, really awesome? Like, what do I want to be known for? What do we want to be known for as an employer? Do we want to be known as the employee that pays really, really well? Or do we want to be known as the company that just has like a thriving, buzzing, you know, just contagious team culture? Do we want to be known as the company that just like evolves and grows and develops their people like no other. Like, what do you want your special source to be? Because a lot of companies try to do a little bit of everything kind of averagely, which is nice, but it means that you don't have that differentiating factor that's gonna get people talking, that's gonna magnetize and attract and set you apart so that you can organically and passively attract aligned people. You know, you need to have something that kind of gets people talking that, you know, if you've got little snippets coming up on your Instagram stories about your workplace culture, what's going to get people sharing that with 
their you know friend or family member that's like hey check this company out look what they're doing how amazing is this like what's that thing because you might actually already have it but just not know that you have it so it's really important to you can actually do like a little bit of a survey with your staff like a little quiz and actually ask them like why do you choose to work here over our biggest competitor like what is it that makes you choose us over others doing similar work um and just start to capture this start to put it into words because you might already have it but you might just not be that great at communicating what that is just yet so perhaps not much needs to shift you just need to know how to speak that out loud really well because the key is having something that really you know lights your people up and promotes productivity something that gets people talking and like promotes that word of mouth like and you know some of the like the low cost fun little things that you can do that i've seen other companies do is like you know gym memberships dog days like where you get to bring your dog in who doesn't love having a like a puppy around the office um massages or physios um off-site team building days having like a little you know workplace library having mental health days even birthdays off um little in-house yoga classes or finance classes you know the key is really making them unique to you and your brand and your essence and your vision and values like you know patagonia which is all about saving the environment like they offer access to free bikes for their team they offer free yoga and organic food um like google offers electric car charging stations <laughs> southwest airline offers free flights and travel so the question for you to reflect on is like, why would an A-grade candidate choose to work with you over someone else? What value do you offer to them? How do you wow your team? How do you go, go above and beyond for them? And how do you want employees to talk about your business and your culture when you're, when you're not there? What do you want them to be saying about you when you're not in the room? Whatever that thing is, get really good at communicating that, you know, put it into your job advertisements, put it onto your website careers page, speak it out loud during the interview process. And that is what's going to set you apart and magnetize in those special unicorn high performers that could propel or could be the thing that propel your business to its next level. To get started on mapping out your EV, your EVP or your employer brand and finding your special source that's aligned to your culture, vision and brand, I would recommend that you book in a free value call with me. I'll drop the link in the notes below to book that one in and we can get you started on yours because in order to attract really, really good people to grow your business, to scale your team and your culture, you need good people and you've got to stay competitive with what all the others are doing. Um, so yeah, book in that free call with me. I'd love to get you started on it and um, yeah, enjoy the process. Sending you lots of love. I hope that this was so valuable. Thank you.